Country and Cold Cans podcast. I'm Logan, sitting here virtually with Andy and Kyle. Uh, Andy, where the hell are you today? I am almost to Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, is that is that corn country? Oh, yeah, I see a lot of cornfields. Oh yeah, yeah. Andy's uh, driving and podcasting today. I don't know what the laws are on that, but that's what he's doing. Hands free. Hands free. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah, today, like I said, it's going to be, this is our first virtual episode. So we're kind of like rolling through this, you know, trying to fly by the seat of our pants, trying to figure out how to do what all three of us are in different cities. Andy's a rambler on the road. Kyle and I live in different cities. So we're trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. And we kind of came up with this option, see how it works, see how it goes. That way we'll have an audio and video option for us to be able to put some stuff on YouTube. And, um, you know, before we get into today's segment, because we've got a brand new thing for uh, the listeners today. Um, I want to talk about Good news next week. I'm going to be uh, interviewing Austin Upchurch. He's a brand new artist out of Texas, just released a banger of a new uh, Texas rock record. Excited about that one. You try to give that guy some more exposure because he deserves it. Uh, so check out awesome that album. Yeah, it's an awesome album. Check out that record. And he's going to be on uh, the next episode of Country and Cold Cans. So we'll have that soon. Uh, before we jump into the brand new segment, I also want to plug our own Country and Cold Cans koozies. You can find them at oakcitydrifters.com slash shop. That is oakcitydrifters.com slash shop. Five bucks, and uh, you'll be able to support the podcast. And not only that, but have a badass koozie to go along with it with a killer logo. So, all right, today we're having a little bit of a different episode. We want to shake things up a little bit instead of us just talking about songs and saying, oh, I like this one, I like that one. So, like, we kind of want to make it hopefully a little more entertaining. And um, we have a new segment that we take five songs that have recently been released and we listen to them. We come up with an opinion on them and it's called slap or crap because it's either good or it's not. So as kids say, it slaps or it's crap. Uh, if you like it, let us know. If you don't, it was Andy's idea. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's start things off. Thanks. And the, the very first song we want to go over is by one of my favorite bands of all time, who is actually the lead singer of this band is one of the most prolific songwriters in uh, roots music, in my opinion. And he was actually a guest on this very show, the very first interview we ever did um, out in Durham at Motorco Music uh, Lounge or whatever it was called. I can't remember. But uh, the old 97s, lead singer Rhett Miller. So they re- they're releasing a tomorrow, actually, their, um, their next record called 12th or 12. One of the, I can't remember. It's one or two. But that album drops tomorrow, and they dropped a few singles ahead of time. One of them uh, is called Bottle Rocket Baby. And uh, I guess if you want to kick things off, Kyle, um, Give us your thoughts and tell us, does it slap or is it crap? Oh, well, I hate to uh, that you went to me first because this is one of those uh, songs that I know I would not listen to in the car, but right. I would absolutely listen to in a, in a dive bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not my particular taste, but I, it, is, it is a good song. So I'm going to say it slaps. Um, it's not something I would casually listen to. Uh, I feel like in a proper setting, the song slaps. Yeah. If you were at uh, Lincoln Theater in Raleigh, uh, right. yeah, with, yeah, maybe had a few cold snacks, you'd probably enjoy it more. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I figured, to be uh, quite frank with you, I figured this probably wasn't your cup of tea as much as it is mine and to a lesser extent Andy's. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there you go. Kyle, we got one slap on the board for Bottle Rocket Baby. All right, throw it over to the truck driver driving through the middle of Iowa. What, do you, what say you, Andy? Slaps. 
slaps. It's kind of a classic Rhett Miller thing too. When you get the, uh, you know, it's kind of the song about you're getting rowdy and partying, but you also very acknowledge that you're burning your entire world to the ground at the same time. <laughs> so, hey, we got two I'm slaps. a sucker for that kind of song. Oh, I, I feel you on that. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. I think the is just straight up slaps, man. I mean, I, I, but admittedly like, you know, disclaimer, I'm a huge, uh, Rhett Miller and old 97s fan. And, uh, this, this song is classic old 97s and sound and theme. It's like got that up tempo song, you know, with that kind of like rockin' twang that they, Texas twang they have. And, you know, it's kind of a rambling song <laughs> about, you know, I'm a bottle rocket baby. So <laughs> you better, better hold on while you can, cause it may not be around, but I agree with, Andy and to a lesser extent, Kyle, I think it slaps. So there is uh, the first one, old 97's Bottle Rocket Baby, three slaps. Next up, we're going to dive into the world of mainstream country music. And this one is by a very polarizing guy. Uh, walks around with his sleeves cut off, wears a mullet. And uh, his name is Morgan Wallen. Very polarizing figure amongst people in the independent realm and within the uh, mainstream because people either love him or hate him. And so Morgan Wallen, Seven Summers. Take it away, Andy. I'm going to give this one a second slaps. And uh, one of the surprising things that actually captivated me most about the song, too, is the fact that a lot of the subject matter, too, about the girl from the summer that you basically lost touch with and you don't know about anymore, that doesn't really happen anymore in today's world with social media and all. It's almost impossible for you to not know what's going on. And I thought it was kind of interesting where it's more of a – situation from 20 years ago that really wouldn't happen anymore today and it's also well written too all right so we got one slap on the board let's say you Kyle. uh i'm going to go crap uh, i'm not a morgan wallen fan um the polarization uh, has already begun <laughs> this would uh absolutely be a song that i would be forced to listen to in the car from the girlfriend missus. yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> hey you might want to amend that fiance fiance <laughs> yeah pardon me uh I'm I'm not a Morgan Wallen fan. Um, some of his stuff is good, but a lot of it, like I, I hate the. I think his name's Diplo. Oh yeah, yeah, that pop mix he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that one. Heartless, I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, yep. Do do not like that song. Um, but I personally think it's crap. Um, unrelated to what Andy said, but uh, just it's not for me. But it is a song that I can see being on repeat on country radio okay yeah i think it's a big old hit to be honest and uh yeah so for me it's weird like my listenership i guess you would say with morgan wallen is very strange because he, on paper it's a guy i should absolutely hate absolutely hate um when it comes to his music um Same. but for some reason i don't and i've always kind of liked uh morgan wallen um there are a couple of songs i think are garbage that he's put out but there are also some songs i think are very very underrated by people in the independent realm uh, in the purest kind of music uh area but for me i gotta give it a slaps too surprisingly because um i just i love the melody i actually like the production i mean is it super super country in the sense that turnpike troubadours are i mean not even close but neither is old 97s in that way i mean they're a little bit more rock and roll but morgan wallen you know it's it's seven summers is kind of has that easy listening 70s vibe the uh the melody is pretty pleasing to me um, I, I really like the way on his most recent, uh, two most recent stuff, uh, that he's released for the upcoming record. They've done a good, good job of highlighting his vocals and that kind of like vocal growl that he has in a lot of ways. It's kind of like, he has a unique voice. Like, I mean, you, you at the minimum, you have to kind of acknowledge that with the guy, but like Andy said, it tells a story, even if it's not necessarily a unique story or something, he's not, you know, he's not reinventing the wheel. 
by any means, but I like it. I mean, it, it grew on me the more I heard it. It's just a very pleasing song to listen to, and I think it's going to be a big hit. So I, I give it a, on the lighter end of the spectrum, I, give it, I still give it a slaps. So that's uh, two slaps, one crap for Morgan Wallen, Seven Summers. All right, uh, next up, uh, I'll go to Jack Ingram's Times Like These. It's part of, it was produced by Bruce Robinson, part of his, uh, what is it, Andy, what is it called? The Last Waltz um, music yeah. series that he's done where he gets a lot of the artists out of like the Texas uh, Oklahoma region. And um, they, they have like this compilation album and music that, you know, he produces, they put out a lot of the songs are fantastic. So um, I'm going to start with this one with Jack Ingram sound like these. I think it slaps. Um, I think it's an all around good song. Is it what the kids would call a banger? No, but is it a well-written song that has depth and substance to it? Oh, 100%. It's a song that, you know, it's about cherishing the little things in life during times like these, as the hook says. But the cool thing about times like these, that phrase works in two ways. It works in a way of like, you know, obviously with this global pandemic going on and people, you know, uh, their lives being very much interrupted uh, from what is the norm. Um, it works in that sense of like cherishing the good things during times like these. But also it works in a way of saying cherish the good times while they're happening in times like these. So I, I think that that kind of like, uh, you know way that 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 phrase works in two ways and plus i I just think it's a very well-written song i give it a slaps andy what do you say i'm gonna give it a slaps but i really didn't get to listen to the song as much as i wanted to but i was picking up on a lot of the things that uh i like to hear but i didn't give it a chance i'm basically gonna give it a slaps because i don't want to give it a craps because i like what i heard but i didn't get a chance to dive deep enough into it too busy and i want to do your homework yep (laughs) <laughs> all right kyle what is what do you say uh I, i'm gonna give it a slap so I, I come down right in the middle of somewhere between you and andy um like like i said the song is very well written the tune of it is is uh it's very nice i'm not the biggest fan of his voice personally right um but just the song itself is it is a very well written written song so uh just for that reason i'm gonna give it a slaps yeah i mean look i can agree it's three slaps for uh, Jack Ingram, times like these. All right, the next one up, which um, is by a guy that I'm normally a fan of, but uh, is T- Tim McGraw's new song, 7500 OBO. Um, Tim McGraw is a guy that's been in Nashville for a long, long time, since the early 90s, and uh, made hell of a career for himself. Um, has had some fantastic songs in his day, and also had some low points like Truck Yeah and uh, Looking <laughs> for That on. Girl. But but uh, here we go with Tim McGraw, 7,500 OBO. Kyle, your take. So I have a lot of thoughts on the song. The, the beat of the song is too fast for this song. Right. Uh, um, you can, when I first played it, I was like, okay, this kind of feels like a, a good melody for Tim McGraw's song. But then when it hits the chorus, and he, you can tell like it's either produced or it's unnatural to him how fast he has to spit out Orbio or 7,500 at the end of the chorus. And mm-hmm. it, it sounds unnatural to Tim McGraw. Right. I don't know if that's a produce, if you know, they sped it up in produce in production or if that's just him. Um, yeah. I feel like if the beat was just the, the music itself was a little slower the song would be a lot better. Right, right. I just feel like the melody behind it is too fast for the song. Yeah. So what uh, do you give it? Uh, I like it. I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a slap because it's gonna it's gonna be a banger on mainstream radio. 
All right, so we got one slaps. Andy, um, resident truck driver, what do you say about Truck Yeah Singer himself? Hard crap. <laughs> I the, By the first verse, I really did not want to hear any more. Partially because I know with giving Morgan Wallen a slap is going to make me sound like a little bit of a hypocrite, but I do not want to hear another song about someone missing his baby while he's in his truck. <laughs> Just that was from the first, that was the whole first verse, and it was a hard crap from there on. All right, so that's one slap, one crap, and I'm going to break the tie here. I think this song is a big pile of crap because I, I from the moment it opened up with the snap tracks and the the R&B guitar licks and the smooth, uh, like trying to let smooth as in like smooth as in like me trying to be smooth in this kind of like sexy kind of tone. It, 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 take, it took me back to the low levels of mainstream country music around 2013, 2014, and what we called the bro country era, where everything was about hooking up on the tailgate or uh, singing about your truck, uh, cold beer, hell yeah, kind of thing. And Tim McGraw, you're better than this. This song is horse yeah. shit. It's, it's just not good. It's like the production is terrible. The, the idea for the song is not bad, but it, to Andy's point, do we need another song about singing, uh, using your truck as an analogy for missing your baby? And, but if you're going to do it, do it in a way that is actually indicative of what, indicative of what your career is. And that's being a, a pleasant country artist who has some pop leanings. Don't go full on bro country. I mean, bro, it's, that was six years ago. And let's call it a spade a spade. You're 50 freaking years old, man. Like this, this song, song done a thousand sure. times. This song it's is done better. Be be more mature in your music. Like you're, this is the same guy that's saying "Live like you were dying," and here there he is at go. fifty years old, uh, singing. You know, I got to get rid of my truck because it reminds me of my girlfriend. Over these snap tracks and R and B licks, like, come on, man, it, it's crap, <laughs> hard crap. Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, you guys are making making me look bad uh, <laughs> it is hard to it is hard to, to justify especially when this is the same guy that saying live like you were dying yeah which is probably a, a song of a decade in country music uh yeah you guys making me look bad now <laughs> but oh well well we got uh two hard craps and one light slap for tim mcgraw's uh atrocity of a song 7500 wa all right and number five on the list um is by a guy out of texas and Conroe, Texas, I believe. I think this yep. guy is going to be the next big thing in country music with any any justice in the world. And he just recently signed to a major Nashville label while retaining creative control. And that is one by Mr. One Parker McCollum. And he's been he's going to have a new record coming out soon. We've heard some acoustic stuff uh, that he's done live that we have covered on OakCityDrifters.com. And his debut single, Pretty Heart, was pretty good. He said that's about as far into the pop sounding material he'll go, which is a definitely a big uh, indicator that I think it's going to be a banger of a record. But he released a new single called uh, Young Man's Blues. And before I give my thoughts on it, Kyle, you want to tell us what you think about Parker McCollum's Young Man's Blues? Absolute banger. Uh, slaps harder than any other song of the five. Um, I've had this song on almost repeat for a week since you sent the list out. Uh, this song speaks to, I'm not depressed or anything, but uh, this song just like. <laughs> For the record, Kyle says he's not I'm depressed. Not, I, I don't have any blues or anything. Oh, man, but, sad I mean, songs make me happy. Just, they, just admit they it. do. And sad this song, man, this song just slaps. Uh, Parker McCallum, I, I haven't, I've, I've listened to a few of his songs, but I haven't yeah. listened nearly as much as you and Andy have. 
Right. This right, this song right here turned me on to all his other songs. So, uh, just by that, song's an absolute slap. Yeah, I mean, that's one slap. Andy, Parker McCollum, Young Man Blues, it, go. I'm going to give it a slap. It's not, it's not my favorite by his, mostly because the I don't relate to it as much as I typically do to a lot of Parker songs. Right. That's one reason. I also, one, I, I thought this was a different song before it came out. That was one mistake on my part. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's going to be crack the top five on my album, but that's wishful thinking. Right. Album hadn't come out yet. Yeah, fair enough. So we got two slaps. So for me, uh, to quote Julius Hodge, when he was, uh, when BJ Barham sent him the uh the song wolves he said he wrote it about him the song straight fire son <laughs> like like this is a banger man like i it's probably been my one of my favorite ones that we listen to it's not my favorite parker song but it, it's it's a it's a hell of a tune man like young man's blues is um i love the sound it reminds me a little bit of with like the tempo and the instrumentation a little bit of tom petty but with a little bit more twang i, I love the uh the pace of which the song goes it's a little bit faster in the studio version than it was on the acoustic version, which I think actually helped it because um, he, Parker, when he plays stuff acoustically, has a tendency to play it kind of slower. And while people like me will listen to that, like he's also trying to attract a wider audience because Parker has been quoted as saying that he wants Luke Ryan money while writing Chris Knight quality songs. And I think that's a heck of a, uh, a uh, thing to reach for. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the melody is great, but Parker is a good vocalist. He has such a unique voice. It's like a, a country-ish sounding John Mayer type vocal to me. And um, it, I love it because it's like a coming of age, accepting growing up kind of song. Um, it, it's very relatable to me at 26 years old, you know, um, kind of going through the stuff, I guess, going through now. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's a damn good song. It, it's a hard slap for me. And it's been one that like when Kyle, when you text me, you said it's, it's been on repeat. I've, I've had it on repeat <laughs> all week too. It's like, that's the one I keep coming back to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I guess to wrap up this segment, the very first edition of Slapper Crap, let's, uh, obviously, I think Kyle and I have already kind of uh, indicated this, but let's talk about, say, which one was our favorite. Um, I'll go first. It was, like I just said, it was Young Man's Blues by Parker McCollum. Uh, I loved a lot of the other songs, um, especially the 097 song, but Parker's edged out everybody's just as a total package. Um, it, was, it was my favorite. Um, Kyle? Parker McCallum, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, not. It takes a special song to turn you on to someone that you haven't normally listened to. Yeah, for sure. So that that ought to speak enough volumes to, uh, that just one song could, it, you know, make me delve deeper in his other discography. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you're on a trust me. Like going and discovering a new artist for the first time, and then finding out that they're freaking awesome yeah. is one of the best things in the world. And I think you're gonna really like this guy. So, Andy, excuse me, what is your favorite one of the five that we have discussed in the first edition of Slap or Crap? I'll burn your fingers and make you cry. I'm going with the old 97. Bottle Rocket Baby. Hey, look. You know what's funny to me about you picking that That surprised me. Yeah, it surprises me, to be honest, because, I mean, how long have I known you? Like, 20 years? Longer than that? Something like that? Like, you were not that big of an old 97s fan or a Rhett Miller fan just not too long ago. And I think you're coming around on their music a little bit. Really, the song to me, too, is what you said about Parker, too. Is, is That's a little more relatable to me than the Parker song is. Right, right. Lyrically speaking. Not, that's probably not a very good thing, but... <laughs> I mean, look, I, 
I don't know because you've you're not you've kind of uh, dropped a lot of your rambling ways <laughs> in in relative to past years. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you you still travel, but <laughs> yeah, but you're not hanging out with uh, random weirdos in Minnesota bars anymore. <laughs> no, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we got uh, two for Parker and one for Little Ninety Sevens, and um, overall, I think this was a good group of songs. We might catch a little hell from people for the Morgan Wallen song, giving it some, some praise. Yeah. The biggest, I, the biggest thing is about when you give the Morgan Wallen the slaps and then you turn around and give the hard crap, to Tim McGraw, it's kind of a contradiction. Two completely different songs though, to be fair, like in well, sonically. That's, what, though, that's why I gave it a slap. Yeah. Agreed. Like, but, but we opened ourselves though, up to get called hypocrites. I don't care. It's my show. If they want to talk about it, they can create their own freaking podcast. You know, yeah. you know so, what they say? Yeah. <laughs> just don't, t- yeah, just don't title the episode Morgan Wallen slaps Tim McGraw crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn all, everyone we, off. And then again, we might uh we might get a, a huge following in the um in the mainstream crowd for one episode until they find out that we hate most of the stuff they like. And <laughs> <laughs> we they find out we crap on them. Yeah, exactly. It would be like the Trojan horse to lead into that market until they find out, oh yeah, these guys don't like Florida Georgia Line and Sam Hunt. <laughs> I, all attention is good attention. Yeah, I mean, look, was a good good publicity. No, no, all publicity is good publicity. But, but yeah, so I I, I know that we'll probably catch a little bit of heat for the Morgan Wallen thing. But you know, you know, I like what I like, and if we've said from the very beginning, if we like something, we'll cover it. If we don't, we won't. I mean, so I think um, this should be a recurring segment. I like this. It kind of gives a little bit more structure. So I like uh, I like this was a good idea, Andy. I got to give you credit. Andy's had two genius ideas for the podcast naming the podcast country and cold cans and coming up with slap and crap i ain't coming up with the idea to do the podcast except yeah, slaps and craps was, was your idea i just named it yeah i just had some other name that we were if you want to give from, me credit for it i'll take it yeah i had a, another name i kind of to be honest like I, I ripped the idea off from my older brother uh from our other podcast called miserable and reckless we uh, recorded the first episode the other day it's a podcast on sports and southern culture and southern food and a little bit of music mixed in to boot, but it's um they kind of have this segment they want to do called uh, Hell Yeah or Meh, and it's uh it's basically the same th- same premise, but not just with music, just with all kinds of stuff. So I kind of ripped it off, and Andy Andy put lipstick on the pig and made it uh <coughs> made it the 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 prize hog. So, <laughs> but but yeah, so I think um like I said, uh, be ready for the Austin Up Church interview coming up uh, next week. Um, be sure to stop by oakcitydrifters.com slash shop. Pick up one of these awesome country and cold cans koozies. Support the podcast. Help us be able to keep doing these things. And, uh, you know, appreciate you guys' time. Take care, guys. All right, guys.